data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello. Now, I will let you in on a bit of a marketing nuggets secret. Usually, I record these podcasts about seven o'clock in the morning because that is my most productive time. But hold on, sip of coffee. It is eight o'clock at night, and I have decided that I want to make this my next podcast, which means that I need to, my next episode, I listen back to a couple of my episodes and I call my episodes podcasts which must be so frustrating for you all so sorry but I have a podcast scheduled for Tuesday but I've actually decided I want to record this one so I'm trying to get it in and edit it and everything before Tuesday so I can slot it in and then move the other ones back a bit and I wasn't going to do a podcast about this an episode Emma an episode but I just really loved it and I wanted to share it with all you guys and I have noticed in the last couple of weeks, I've had a whole bunch new of new followers. So if you're one of those that's come over from Girls in Marketing, hello, you have not gonna notice. Thank you for joining me and staying with me. Now, there is some good episodes to go back and listen to. I recommend going to listen to the Marketing Plan one, which I think is episode number three, maybe. It's definitely one to listen to if you want to learn how to make a marketing plan. This episode is slightly different, as you can probably tell from the title. Let me walk you through just a bit of background before we dive into the 10 things. So I was traveling to America for work. I was going to Dallas. I've never been to Dallas. I haven't been back to America since I was there for university. So I've not been back since I was 21, I want to say. And I'm now 31, so it's been 10 years and I love so many things about America. I was so excited to get back and I knew that I was going over there for a very, very short window for work and I made sure that I had a couple of extra days buffer to do some tourist things. Now, if you know me, you know that I love sports in general, but I do love the NFL. And whilst I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan, I could not pass up the opportunity to go round their new facility. Their new facility is in Texas, obviously, and it's just outside Dallas. It's about a 20 to 30 minute car ride, and the facility itself is $1.5 billion, and it's part of something called the 5 billion mile, which is basically everything around it that they've built up there's huge things around it like restaurants, retail, hotel, other stuff as well that's all around there. And I'm an idiot because I didn't realise that until after I researched it, after I only went to the Dallas Cowboys tour. But it was about 45 degrees, which is very hot. People kept telling me in Fahrenheit and I don't understand it in Fahrenheit, but I'd be like, I literally can't breathe when I walk outside. So I literally got a taxi right to the door and then went in and did it and then came back out. So that's my excuse for not doing the other things. But... As I was going around it, and I went around it as part of a tour, I was on my own. This is also a PSA to say that if you're going to visit places on your own, do not be afraid to go on tours. Do not be afraid to go and take yourself on day dates to what you like. When I lived in Australia, I went and did the Home and Away set on my own. I did it twice, actually, and loved it. It's one of my 
best memories from over there and this Cowboys Stadium tour was one of my best memories from that week that I was there and I'm going to make it like I make a mission of mine to do something like that every time I go somewhere so I've actually started thinking oh I'd quite like to do this in the UK and go around some other stadiums because I think it's super interesting and as I was going around and being a tourist my marketing brain would not switch off and my branding brain I think especially and I came away from it and it's been a week or so since I was there and I was like do you know what I feel like in conversations that I've had I've been like oh my gosh, that was really cool. I want to tell somebody about that. Or in my next marketing plan that I'm making, I want to see how we can add that in. Or when we're looking at our milestones and our anniversaries, oh, the Dallas Cowboy did this. It was super, super cool. So I have written down and I'm going to share with you today. I've kind of prepped. I've done a little notes on my phone and they've got like a couple of bullet points, which for me in a podcast, prepping is pretty, pretty damn impressive for my usual preparation. So going to take you through them all if you want to see images of these I have realized that that's a pretty this is pretty downfall of my (laughs) of my podcast that you can't see what I'm talking about and there's not that many photos of this place like online they do have an Instagram account where you can see but it's really weird like they've not taken too many but I've posted the pictures that I took on my LinkedIn so if you search Emma Windsor you will find me I'll leave my LinkedIn URL in this podcast in the notes so you can find it on there and I'll also post it on my Instagram as well which is at marketing nuggets but go to the LinkedIn one if you want more of the details also I couldn't think of 10 like specifically marketing ones but then I was like the the 10th one on this list I thought was super cool and I wanted to share it because I feel like it's just an interesting fact and all of these things you don't have to be a Cowboys fan the Dallas Cowboys are I think they're the most valuable team in the whole world so sorry Manchester United you do not have that crown it was it is in fact the Dallas Cowboys I really should have got some more facts around the Dallas Cowboys before I came in here but let me tell you about this practice facility so the Dallas Cowboys are there basically the whole time. So they only go to their big stadium, which is their AT&T stadium, which is a different part of Dallas, only for the games. So that's only a handful of times throughout the whole year. Oh, here we go. The Dallas Cowboys is the first team to be valued at $4 billion, making it the most valuable sports team in the world, according to Forbes. There you go. That's from Wikipedia, so it's definitely true. And basically, this place in in Frisco, the training facility, has everything there. So it not only houses the team, but it also houses all of the staff. So from the marketing to the ops to everybody that's involved in the Dallas Cowboys, that's their HQ, which is so cool. Going to start with the first one. And this one is the very, very marketing heavy that throughout the whole tour in different places they had very key now I would call these like marketing strap lines or like key I don't want to say marketing phrases because that's wrong but like things that they live by and I guess what would I call it in marketing I'd call it the most valuable strap lines for all of the players were throughout the whole facility and you couldn't get from like A to B without seeing them and this was the main saying 
it is a privilege, not a right, to play, coach, and work for the Dallas Cowboys. And it was everywhere. It was when you went onto their practice field. It was above the doors as you walked through to the other practice field. It was all dotted about, and that's like basically ingrained in everything that they do. There was also these like sayings that were like legendary for the whole team throughout all of the facilities. So there was those ones that were right by the practice fields but then in the main atrium like the main reception where everything were there was like key sayings from like old team members and and coaches and there was one that said leadership is getting some getting someone to do what they don't want to do to achieve what they want to achieve and there was sayings all like that throughout the lobby and then it had like the person's name after it which legendary Dallas Cowboy said it and you could go and read all of these motivational one-liners throughout there was also this on the Nike branded like wall of Hall of Fame it was called and it was like some key fun sentences that have been said in history that and it sort of told you where it originated from so the one that I liked the most was how about them cowboys which is now the team's slogan and they say that all of the time and it was from a radio broadcast that happened years ago and they've put it on the sort of cemented it on the walls which I thought was awesome so the next one was that right where they were eating so they had this huge amazing gorgeous open plan cafeteria I mean it's like an absolute insult that I've called a cafeteria but it was just this incredible sort of setting where everybody came to eat whether you're a player whether you're the social media manager you all eat in the same place but across where people sat it had the history of the Dallas Cowboys in terms of how their name came to be how their logo came to be the first drawing of the brand it was the logo was like a mat like an actual cowboy on a two-legged horse but on the man's hat he had a star and that's where they actually got the star from they also had all of the other stories in there about how the name cowboys came to be and how it was going to be called the Dallas Rangers and it's got all of like the paperwork there and they had very first coaches fedora like the hat and basically he wore it on the sidelines and somebody said why do you always look so dressed up and he said when I'm not coaching I'm doing insurance selling so I need to be always like looking sharp in case the cowboys don't work out and so he was getting business on Sundays while he was there but it was really nice that they captured everything it was in glass cabinets and so when people were eating they could be like look this is the heritage and this is where you've come from and they had like the clear branding history which I thought was awesome so the next one this is really really visual so please go and look at this image what I noticed and and I think that just having my marketing brain on was where you walk down the corridor and it's like all of the players classrooms so they do a lot of studying tape if you know anything about the NFL they watch game tape after game tape after game tape and you and you usually go like within your section to watch this game tape so if you're the quarterbacks you go to one room if you're the defensive line you go to one room etc etc so they have all of these classrooms down this hallway and what I loved was on the walls throughout that was dotted around throughout all of these classrooms was this image and it was a huge team imagery and it was all of the cowboys in a big sort of circle with all of their hands up in the air and you couldn't see anybody's faces so it didn't matter who it was and it meant that this huge amazing image would last longer than a season and it was everybody sort of putting their hands together and it just 
like screamed to me that this was such an important part of the team the fact that everybody was together there one team and it didn't matter the faces and it was this huge great big portrait and it was just super super powerful and I think that it didn't need any words on it it didn't need any players faces in fact if it had had any players faces on I think it would have ruined it and it just really had that team energy in a place in the facility which is so important because it's where all of their classrooms are right where they're watching hours and hours of tape to learn to get better to beat the next team and it was just a really pivotal place that I thought that had been really nicely done and I'd noticed it as like a I love it the next one that I really love especially if you're looking at even if you're not a sports team if you're any company that you work in and you've got history and one of the things that I've struggled with when I've been doing anything in my real world, whether it's redesigning an office or trying to pay homage to a decade worth of things that have come before you when you were in the marketing team. And something that the Dallas Cowboys did really, really well was they had this this wall, right? And this wall was had all of their various different achievements on, but what was great about it was that the numbers were moverable. So that's like the main issue that you have when you're trying to build this like wall of like accolades and achievements and really cool things because if the number moves, then what are you going to do? And they basically had like all of the different things that you could achieve through football. So the Super Bowl appearances, Pro Hall of Fame members, Super Bowl MVPs, playoff appearances, NFL Man of the Year, etc, etc. And the, the, the huge numbers were right next to them, but the numbers were interchangeable. You could take them off the wall and then you could just redo it. And you can't tell, like they've done it in a very chef's kiss kind of way that you wouldn't necessarily notice it. But it was just a really cool way to be like, look, we want to play respect. We want to show off all of these things that we've achieved, but we also know that they could be changing. And so this is a really cool way that we found that if we make the numbers interchangeable, then we can keep this wall going. And I was thinking like, for example, if you're a completely other business, if you're in if you're a publicly traded business and you want to talk about when you IPO'd and you want to talk about your stock price and you want to talk about all of these other things, that could be a really cool way to do it because it's something that will definitely change. But just because it's changing doesn't mean that you can't brand your walls with it. And I think that that's something that does stop a lot of branding people just in general when they want to put cool stuff in their office because they're like, oh, we want to do it, but we know it's going to change. And they did it in a really slick way that doesn't look shoddy of course it doesn't look shoddy it's Dallas Cowboys nothing did but it was awesome honestly okay the next thing so this was the next thing that I found and this was in the press room now the press room was a lot smaller than I thought actually it was one of the smallest rooms you went into and it was right by the entrance and exits which I thought was interesting because they want to get the press in and out and they don't want them to see anybody it was literally like at the very end of the tour and it was like on the very outskirts so they definitely don't want press anywhere near the locker rooms it was like the other side of the facility but on the walls they had all of like portraits of like pivotal moments so when people had signed on the draft when they got first pick when they won Super Bowl etc etc you can imagine what it looks like on the walls and I thought that could have been really boring, but they did something awesome, which if you are a designer listening to this, I feel like you're going to appreciate it. So all of the pictures were in black and white, but anybody that was wearing 
anything Dallas Cowboys blue had the pop of blue in. So it could be like the owner's tie. That was the only pick, only thing in the whole picture that had the pop of blue. It was their helmets on the field when they won the Super Bowl. It was the cap at the draft that would just had the pop of the Cowboys blue. And it was just such a simple thing, but it was so effective because if they had just put loads of pictures on the walls, it wouldn't have been so eye-catching and it wouldn't have been so meaningful in terms of the Cowboys brand. And it was something that was, yeah, so simple, but it just really caught my eye and I thought that is awesome. Especially because marketing teams, creative teams, branding teams work so hard on getting that branding colour. If you've worked in a marketing team, you will know, you'll probably know your your brand colours off by heart the Pantone colours. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've put in chats, what's our Pantone blue? What's our Pantone orange? And so the fact that they'd paid, like they'd put it in these pictures, I just thought kudos to the creative team on that one. The next one was they had this wall and it was all of the helmets in the NFL. So I really liked that because they were like, look, we're just one of 32 brands in the NFL and we are doing a huge NFL helmet wall, which is a picture of that on my LinkedIn as well on my Instagram. They had a subtle, nice touch on it. So firstly, all the hit, all the helmets were lit, which I thought looked incredible. And it was just really impressive to be like, yeah, this is one team, but look at all of the other teams as well. But they did think quite cheeky, which I really loved. They'd put, they lined up all of the helmets in the AFC and the NFC. So they'd done it by divisions, but they'd also done it in alphabetical order. And they did it in alphabetical order because that meant that the Cowboys were the very top team because they are the the first one in the alphabet. So they did it, oh yeah, it's alphabetical, but they definitely would not have done it if that didn't mean that they were first on an alphabetical order. The next one, so we've got a couple, we've got four more to go, I think. I think four more to go. Have I got it right? I think so. Wherever you looked throughout all of the walls in this huge, great big facility, there was always something that was on the walls that was branded and it had like a deep and meaning story and it was tied to the Cowboys history. So they had from legendary players and they had them like in game winning moments and they had like a sentence or two just to say what was going on it wasn't too overwhelming with the amount of copy that they had the copywriters had done a really nice way just to effectively write like a sentence or the score or something like that so it didn't take away from the image then they had all of the uniforms of the cowboys in a dedicated section so you could see right from when they first started all the way to how the uniform looks now and you could like see them on mannequins and it was just done in a really simple way but it was like this is how the brands evolved on uniforms so not only has it evolved from the name and and the sayings but this is how it's done and it was just in a really nice way i keep saying it's a really nice way i'm so sorry but if it's a lesson for anybody whatever industry that you're in, it's keep those things. I mean, I remember when I worked at Grenade and Al, the CEO was like, he had a wall that had every single carb killer that we'd ever made on. And there was a time where we couldn't find the mocha because it was one of the discontinued flavors. And we like had to put a thing on social being like, has anybody got white chalk mocha? Because we really want one of the bars. So make sure that you are keeping your history safe somewhere because you never know when you might want to be displaying it. 
So the next one that was close to my heart was that they had a branded podcast studio. So they do so many podcasts from there. The cheerleaders have a podcast, the cowboys have a podcast, and then I think they do an extra podcast during season. It was like behind where the uniforms were they could see out onto the practice field and I was like oh my gosh I want to go and record a podcast in there and they said that they do live podcasts when people are taking tours sometimes and if you're in an in a opposing team's jersey then they pull you in and talk to you and I was like you'd be crazy to do that if you were there the last marketing one is there were so many little touches that had gone in and you would have missed them but the branding team were on their A game. So let me give you a couple of examples of this. So in all of the carpets, the carpets were like black, but I wish I had a picture of this, but it would have been like, I didn't think, oh, take a picture. <laughs> take a picture of the carpet. Everyone would have thought I was so weird. But they basically had like very subtle gold stars within the carpet but it was so subtle that if they hadn't have said that the carpets were called stars you would not have seen it so the branding team didn't just like put gold stars on the carpet against black because that would have been really really obnoxious they like took sections of the stars and plopped them around and it was just so subtle but it was like yeah we've even thought about the carpet we've even put our brand and woven it into this carpet so wherever you look that you've you've got it in the main meeting room, which they called the war room, the table itself was shaped like a football, which was so cool. And then the lights in the ceiling were stri- like strips of light, basically like the yard lines on a football field. And they went all the way down. They said that they have those in the locker rooms as well. And it just the overall look and feel you wouldn't have necessarily noticed those little things but they made such a difference like I was just like oh my gosh the branding people have really stepped it up I mean it was over a billion to design and create and build so not design but like build it as well so can only imagining the branding spend in that and then the final one I just thought was really interesting was at this facility they had four different fields so they had the main training field which had a stadium which they share with high school footballers and they have like their big state high school games there they have another field outside which is artificial grass they have another field which is real grass so they can practice on whichever field it was and then you walked up the stairs to where their classrooms was and there was like a huge balcony and it's like it's like a little bit of a field on this huge balcony And they basically got this field designed because they were saying that when they are in their classrooms and they're learning different plays, instead of getting all of the team to go down the stairs, out the doors, onto the field, and then do the play, to have maximum efficiency, they wanted it like five yards from all the classrooms so that they can just quickly go out, do the play, and go back to the classroom. And it was just like wow, that just shows, that's just one example of the level of detail and thought that went into every single bit of this whole facility. And actually, I'm going to tell you one more thing. So they had obviously an incredible weight room. You can imagine it was just insane. There was just racks of weights everywhere. And they were saying that when a player goes to the rack of, like goes to the weight machine, they sit down, they put in their number, and then the machine automatically goes to their weight they don't even do they don't even need to do anything it just automatically to their weight and then it tracks their performance over the season and they don't need to like manually do the weights i just thought oh gosh that is 
a level above, isn't it? So there you have it. They are my marketing and branding things that I took away from over a billion dollars worth of investment of a stadium. It was incredible. I think that my thing is, if you get the chance to go and do these kinds of things as a marketer, it's so cool to go and see what's going on in other industries. Like you might not necessarily think that I went there and thought, oh, I'm going to learn things about marketing. And I didn't have that in my head. But as I left there that day, I was like, there's some such cool things here that I wish like I wanted to share with other people and be like, it's not necessarily where you might look for these lessons, but actually there's inspiration in every different industry no matter what you're doing and I'm already thinking of like things like how the pop of color I can bring that into my marketing and how we can use how they pay tribute to their history how I can bring that into my marketing and there was just some lessons there that I was like wow this is super super cool so hopefully you enjoyed this slightly different podcast to usual next I've got two more already recorded and ready to go for you guys which is good I'm so proud of myself so you've got next couple weeks are covered I might do them less than two weeks apart maybe I always get really confident if I've got a couple saved I'm like oh I'll go to a weekly release and then work gets crazy I have no free time I have to do family things and then I'm like oh my gosh I should have just done it every other week so we shall see but until next time I am rooting for you, cheerleading for you, and I will chat to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.